You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 237. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Friday episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and this is another one of our I Did It series interviews where we interview past clients of Macros 101 to be able to share their story, their triumph, their lessons learned with you in hopes that you will be able to learn from them and be inspired and excited about this process and know that if you know one woman was able to do it, that you are able to do it as well. Today's topic is one that is a big, I'm a big fan of, and that is reverse dieting. And I'm such a big fan of it because I, it's one of those things that I just wish more women understood. If you are someone who has struggled yo-yoing up and down with your weight, losing it and then regaining the weight and then losing it and regaining the weight, the missing piece for most of those women is reverse dieting. This process of titrating up calories over time so that you're able to maintain the results and be able to eat more food. It's, it's a game changer. It changes everything. And, but it can be super scary because that is eating more food is counterintuitive for most women. It, it seems like what that's, that's the opposite of the direction I want to go, right? Eating more food means gaining more weight. Eating less food eat, means gaining, you know, losing weight. So why the heck would I want to eat more food? It seems very counterintuitive. And there is a real fear for most women as they go through this process. And it can be really hard to work through that fear. And so that's what I talk about with Melanie today. She's one of our clients who went through a reverse diet, who came into Macros 101, went through a reverse diet, and you know is on the other side of that experience and can give some perspectives about that very real same fear that she felt as she started and how she was able to work through it, how she was able to continue to commit to the process and, and trust it and trust that it was going to take her where she needed to go. So if you're someone who maybe in the back of your mind you've been thinking about reverse, or part of you knows that you really need to reverse, but it just is so dang scary. I highly recommend listening to this conversation that I have with Melanie, because I think you're going to come away from this episode, being able to assuage some of those fears and being able to take that next step into something that, that for most women ends up being one of the best things that they've ever done in their life. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Melanie Almarez. I'm so excited to welcome Melanie Almarez to the podcast. Melanie, thanks so much for coming on here to share your story with us. Thanks for having me, Amber. I'm really excited about the topics that we're going to cover today. But before we dive into the specifics, let's just start out a little bit about you and introducing you to um, the podcast audience. So can you just give us a little insight into you and your journey you know, before you started Macros 101? Sure. I am a wife and mother of one adult child. I um, have dieted on and off, you know, or <laughs> dieted or fell off yeah. most of my adult life. Um, so many different diets and things. I mean, you know, 
The Biggest Loser Diet Cookbooks, WW, Fentermine, various forms of restriction. Um, I basically later in life, um, oh, I'm also, I'm 52. <laughs> um, by the time this airs, I may be 53. <laughs> um, I Later in life, I signed up with a, a coaching app through my health insurance, and I lost about 30 pounds over a six-month period, just counting calories and tracking. Um, and then I was diagnosed with vocal cord dysfunction, mm -hmm. which it, it took a long time for them to diagnose it, and I couldn't understand why I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. um, and so it basically, it kind of restricted everything. Like, I, I work a desk job, but I would come home, and all I could do was sit. I couldn't get up. I couldn't cook. I couldn't like, I, I was just so exhausted. just because you, it's like so hard to breathe to do like because any activity. Like I, yes. I felt yeah. like I couldn't get my breath. And so mm -hmm. I never had any energy. Mm -hmm. So then finally that got diagnosed and like, okay, I'm good. Um, and I managed to maintain through that whole time, but then I saw like five pounds kind of creeping back up and my year was going to be up. So I joined Weight Watchers through my mm -hmm. health insurance and I lost about 35 pounds over a six-month period with that. And I made goal and lifetime um, with a goal weight that was set by my doctor. Mm -hmm. And I was really happy with that. Um, and then, um, and I also started working out at a, a body positive studio here that's locally owned by just a wonderful woman. Um, and that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, then... And I maintained um, for probably a, a year and a half, and then just the creep started again. And and I realized that I was living at the same calories mm. that I had been, you know, dieting mm -hmm. with all this time. And I just decided I couldn't live like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, and this happens so frequently, it's like so much of what is sold to us is on the weight loss and then once you get the weight loss, that's like it. <laughs> but what you know now is like, that's not the end of the journey. Like there's a process that you need to be able to go through to maintain it. But like, that's not sexy and marketable and like sellable. And so like, it's not part of the, it's not part of the deal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, we're going to get into that and like get into you know, the reverse dieting and, and that process and what it's been like for you. Um, but I'm wondering if you're willing to go back because you told me that, you know, you started your first diet at eight. And I think a lot of women, there's, there's other women who are listening to it can, that can very much relate to that of like starting their first diet at 12 or 14, or like having that, that time frame that they remember that. Um, can you share with me some of your earliest memories of that? I can. Um, so at age eight, um, it, it might've even been seven. I don't know for sure, but I remember my mom putting me on a diet mm -hmm. and I was very frustrated, very upset. And mind you, I was not an obese child. I was probably barely overweight, mm -hmm. but my sister had always been severely underweight. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what my weight was, but looking back at pictures, I look like a pretty normal kid. Just like a normal kid. You know? Did and your mom so, struggle with her weight? No, never. Mm. Until yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I remember um, just being really frustrated and not understanding why, why this was a problem. Why I 
needed to be on a diet and just waking up at night. I remember um, hearing something and going out into the kitchen and her and my sister were in there like sneaking food. Oh. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why when I, wasn't I invited to this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's my, that's probably my earliest memory mm-hmm. of dieting. And then just through my teenage years, just weird, like I don't, not eating, you know, and then um, eating only apples. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't, it's just weird stuff. I don't know where I even got that idea, but, um, and then, and then I didn't really ever stick with anything for very long, you know, cause <laughs> that's really not sucks to just eat apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Weird. um, but yeah, just always feeling like, you know, I was probably, I wasn't the most overweight person in my little group of friends, but I also wasn't the thinnest. And, and honestly, the people in my circles, they weren't thin by the definition of thin that I'm seeing nowadays purported mm-hmm. in the media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Like it's even moved further into like the extreme. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's so interesting. And, uh, you know, and I have to assume that the experience that you had with dieting at such an engage and that being something that you kind of grew up, I, I have to assume that that really shaped you as an adult and your experience with your weight as an adult. Do you have any insight as to, um, those early experiences shaping some of those challenges that you've had in, as an adult? with your weight loss? I do. I feel like a lot of it, you know, there was a little rebellion there. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Going the opposite way. Like I don't want to have to track my food. I don't want to have to watch what I'm eating. So I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Cause especially since it was your mom telling you that, like, I think, I think this is the, a really important thing to highlight is, and I, and I teach this a lot in macros one-on-one, like there's a difference when somebody tells you to do something and when you make a decision that you're going to do something. And a lot of times it's like your mom told you you're supposed to do it. And so that does come out for most of us that like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I like, I'm, you know, you tell me to do something and I'm going to do the exact opposite. That, that rebellious nature is present in most of us. And so, um, it doesn't surprise me at all that you felt that rebelliousness of like, no, I, you can't make me, you can't make me do those things. And, um, things start to shift when it's like, no, no, no. Like nobody else is telling me to do this. I'm deciding to do this. This is my choice. And that's been a big theme. Whenever I've had like a healthcare professional who every time I've gone to them has harped on my weight. Every time I've, you know, those have been the times when I have struggled more Mm, with my weight than when I have a healthcare professional that is supportive Mm -hmm. and basically kind of is like, okay, if you want to lose weight, we can talk about what your options are, or I can, you know, I'll do anything I can to support you. And I've been very fortunate. The last two doctors that I've had for primary care have been very supportive. And the doctor I have currently is, she's just amazing. What, what a great thing for any healthcare professionals to hear um, who are listening to this, because I have to assume that the, the intent of those positions is, is pure. Like they want you to be successful. They want you to be healthy. Like that's the intent. But what so many people don't realize is that the byproduct of that, of like harping on weight, of telling people what to do, doesn't actually create the outcome that you want. And and in fact, you said it created the exact other outcome. It's like, no, by you harping on my weight, it actually is making me go the opposite way. And I think when we can start to understand that just because your intention is pure, that 
what matters is like what it actually causes. And I think um, as we start to understand that, especially for the healthcare providers listening, that as we start to understand that even if your intentions are pure, you have to see how that actually is impacting the patient long-term, that we can start to change some of our approaches. And I think you're right that for a lot of women that like more supportive, not like a top-down, but like a linking arms with you and being like, let's walk this together instead of like, I'm going to tell you what to do, ends up producing a much better result for most women. Absolutely. And it also, I feel like affected my healthcare because what it made me do was not want to go to the doctor. Exactly. So I wasn't going to the doctor unless I had a very serious concern. Right. Yeah. I didn't go for a checkup. I didn't go for anything like that. So, and now I do. Yeah. There's actually a lot of research that shows that um, women or people in heavier bodies get worse healthcare because of that very reason is that they don't go to the doctor unless it's really serious because they don't want to deal with the stigma. They don't want to deal with being told that they like need to do things. And so, you know, that weight bias is absolutely present um, and something that, you know, hopefully is, is being more addressed. Um, I always feel like those things move slower than we, (laughs) we wish they would. Um, But that's an, that's a, that's a real thing. Um, So what, what, First of all, how did you find me? Like, what was your introduction to me into, into the world of, you know, bystander babies and, and macros 101? And what was that experience life like for you? So I probably indirectly found you because of COVID. Ah. <laughs> and that's because, um, because with COVID, Weight Watchers had to transition to online virtual coaching and all of that. Yeah. And my local person. He, that wasn't his jam, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And bless his heart. He was a wonderful guy, but he was, you know, in his seventies and Mm. he was not about to learn new technology. (laughs) He was, you know, he's He's not about to learn zoom and (laughs) (laughs) no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I um, had to find another coach and I Mm -hmm. found a coach out of uh, Utah and she was wonderful. And all of a sudden, she started talking about going through a reverse diet. Mm. And she actually was being coached by Katie Crocus. Mm. And so I started following Katie. And then through Katie, I found Biceps After Babies. That's awesome. And that's when I was so excited. I am going to get to learn on this for myself. Mm-hmm. I could learn this for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I digested like, Every piece of free content you had (laughs) on your website, tried to set my own macros, just not really understanding probably enough about myself and Mm. what I, you know, what my goal was. And, and of course I was not, not in any mental state to start a reverse diet. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just was clinging to my goal weight, like, so yeah carefully at that point mm-hmm. i was just you know in fact you and i um interacted on social media right before i joined macros 101 i was waffling so i had not joined confidence in your numbers and i had wished i had and i thought i would just wait around until it came back on special again and then you were nice enough to let me know that everything in confidence in your numbers was in macros 101 and so i wouldn't be missing out on anything mm-hmm. And at that point, I thought, you know, I'm not progressing. I'm not getting anywhere doing what I'm doing. And I had always seen your quotes that said, what got you here won't get you there. 
And so I thought, okay, I've got to do this. And you kind of came back to me with a comment at the same time I came back to you with a comment. And yours was something to the effect of, what if what you're doing is what's keeping you stuck? Mm. And mine was, okay, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm joining Macros 101. And the reason is because what I thought was my life raft turned out to be my anchor. Mm. Say more about that. You know, I just felt like this was the only time I had had true success in, you know, in my mind as far as losing the weight. Yeah. And so I was so afraid to leave Weight Watchers. And even though my weight was going up and I was still tracking, I was still using the app, still attending the virtual coaching, doing all the things, I wasn't making any progress and I wasn't gaining any further knowledge mm. that was helping me navigate maintenance. Yeah. And I felt like even though it was, you know, it was only five pounds, but I felt like, you know, it was just this trajectory that was going to continue if I didn't make a change. Mm -hmm. And so at that moment, it was like a light bulb went on and I was like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do. And I knew I needed to reverse. Yeah. I just was kind of a, I was thinking maybe I would try it on my own, but I was pretty, pretty scared to do it on my own because I felt like there would probably be a lot of mental work that I would probably need coaching for. Were you, were you right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember you during the challenge because you were super active during the challenge, like mm -hmm. um, at the, in the classes, like I'm um, doing the homework. Like I remember your name popping up um, all the time in that group. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, you're spot on in this idea that a reverse in and of itself is, is kind of a simple concept, but just because something simple doesn't make it easy. And a lot of the work that is done on that reverse is to address the fears and concerns that most women have of like, if I'm eating more food, like that's counterintuitive. Why would I eat more food? Like I want to lose weight. I want to like be smaller. Eating more food seems like the exact opposite way to do that. And being able to work through some of those fears is such an important part of being able to dive into the process and actually give it, give it the energy and attention that it needs to be able to get to the other side. So I'd love for you to walk people through, because there are women listening to this who are very much in the space that you are, were in, right? They have this idea that they probably need to do a reverse. They're also terrified and scared because they're not at their goal weight or they're worried what's going to happen when they eat more food. So can you kind of walk through your experience and how you kind of worked through those fears as you started through the program? So I guess the most important thing was acknowledging that what I was doing wasn't working. Mm, that's good. You know, that was like yeah. the best, the best and most important place for me to start. Yeah. Because as long as I, you know, tried to hang on to that, I wasn't ever going to really move forward. And so as I started going through the modules and doing the work, and, and that's the one thing I can say is do the work. Like, do you, when you ask you, someone to stop the and write something down, do it. Down, do it. 
you know, and if you're listening in your car and you can't, then go back and listen again. Mm-hmm. And when you can and write it down and, and really dig deep. And if, and if you're writing it down and you don't feel something coming up for you, like you don't know what to write down, then go on and get the coaching. Yeah. And, and it helps. And just that community, um, being able to post and get a response and, you know, listening to the modules, listening to your podcasts and the coaching calls, you hear so many stories that are similar to yours in ways that maybe you didn't even realize. Yeah. You know, and and maybe you go through it and and you look at the description or you hear the name of the podcast and you think, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't have anything to do with me, but it's next on the list. So I'll play it. I'm a diligent student, so I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you play it and you're shocked to find out that there are so many things in there that resonate with you and bring up things that you never even realized maybe were an issue for you. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons that I've moved to the group coaching model. Cause I, I did one-on-one coaching for a really long time, but the exact thing that you just said there, that when there is a community and when you're hearing the questions and, and concerns and stories of other women, so often they will ask questions that will um, elicit something from you that you had no idea was there. It's like, they ask this question. It's, it's so easy to see these things in other people. and so hard to see them in ourselves sometimes. And so the beauty I see of group coaching is when you have women asking questions and having problems and having concerns, it allows you to receive the answer to a question that you didn't know that you didn't know. And, and you can't ask a question. You can ask questions about things, you know, you don't know. You cannot ask a question about something you don't know. You don't know. And, um, I love that experience that, and I've experienced it in group coaching as well as like, I hear something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need that as well. But I would have never thought to ask that question or I would have never thought to bring up that. And it it just becomes a really beautiful uh, community to be able to work together and and move forward. One of the things that you had mentioned to me earlier that is that one of the things that made a big difference to you was your accountability group. Can you share a little bit about that and how that, how that helped you move the needle during this process? I can. Um, and it's actually still helping me. I love it. <laughs> we, we are still connected. We don't plan to stop connecting anytime soon. And it's really funny because when I first went on to, I'm like, okay, I probably need to find an accountability partner, accountability group. And I looked through the groups and it looked like most of the ones that were about reversing and that were people my age were already full. And so I thought about it and I thought, well, there's one here that maybe I'll go ahead and I'll respond to it and just see, but it kind of looks like they're full, but I'll just see what happens. And then I'll also just put out a call myself. Mm -hmm. And so I put out a call myself and I got this amazing response Mm -hmm. and we ended up with um, six people and it just, it was amazing because we are all from different places in the country. We have more in common than we had any idea we had in common. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all, most of us are about the same age. We have one lady who's a little bit younger, but we just ended up just being able to support each other so well. And we have one lady who's a nurse and we have 
you know, I'm kind of an IT person and very data driven, right? <laughs> so, so like I'm the one who reminded everybody about the spreadsheet and <laughs> <laughs> the numbers and the, you know, <laughs> calculations and, oh, I don't even remember seeing that, but you're right. It is in there. <laughs> and, you know, I did a little tutorial over Marco Polo on oh my how gosh, to I use love it. it. And, you know, and it. we just have, everybody like has their little role Mm-hmm. But we all, we, it's funny because we all go through the same things. And mm-hmm. so we're posting a Marco Polo and then somebody a week later that had come to us and, and encouraged us is now going through a, something similar themselves. Mm-hmm. And we're able to come on and say, hey, you know, Amber would say, or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and just really um, meet each other where, where we need. And we share about everything. We don't just talk macros, we mm. talk life. And it's been amazing to have this group of people that I would have never met right. if yeah. not for this program. And we're just, you know, we're like, we're like, we're friends. I love you it. know, we've yeah. never met in person, but we're friends. Yeah. So, so awesome. Someday maybe we'll take a road trip. <laughs> uh, we've had accountability groups who have done that where they have like met up and done like a meetup. And that's like, it's always my, I, my heart explodes when I see that. Cause it's, I just love the idea of, I, f- I feel like so, so much of being a women, woman is the world telling you that you're alone and you're the problem and you like, you need to figure it out and nobody else has that issue. And I think, and that keeps us stuck and it keeps us miserable and it keeps us like subservient and, when we can find other women and be in community with other women and not feel alone and recognize, oh my gosh, you think and feel the same way. Oh my gosh, you struggle with the same thing. It There is a power that comes with being able to group with other like-minded women and be able to rise together. And I think that's what your, you know, your experience was, was we can only go so far alone. And when we join in, in a community of women, we can lift each other up because you're, you're doing good one day and I'm doing good one day and we can just continue to help the whole group to rise. You know, that, that saying of like a rising tide lifts all ships. And I, I really see that when you, you get into a community of women who are all like-minded and going after, after goals. So it, it just always warms my heart when I hear of, of those experiences. Um, can you walk us through a little bit of your experience with the reverse? Like what was hard about the reverse? What was maybe easy? What were some of the lessons that you learned throughout that process? So I think what was hard about it was definitely seeing the scale increase Mm -hmm. because I am not one of those people who made it through the reverse without the scale going up Mm -hmm. or who made it through the reverse with the scale going down. Mm -hmm. That was not my experience. However, I am progressive overloading and I just keep reminding myself muscle has to go somewhere. Mm And I have seen, you know, I did see a little bit of increase in my waist, but not much. And so I kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to call it right here. This is going to be maintenance. And I, so I think definitely the mental part of it is the hardest part yeah. because you're just fighting that old mentality Um you know, of and and I have to say, my experience with losing the 35 pounds was, you know, how they say, oh, this is how you think your your trajectory should be straight down, and this is how it exact, you know, actually is where it loops up and down and up and down. 
that was not my experience. My experience was straight down, (laughs) down. (laughs) Yeah. So that gratification of stepping on that scale and seeing that lower weight every single week, Mm -hmm. or at the very least seeing it remain the same was very real. And, and having to be able to, to step away from that and realize that that is not where I get my worth. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have anything to do with what I'm doing right now. That is not the goal. My goal is not to step on the scale and see it go down. Mm -hmm. My goal is to eat as many calories as I can without having everything go up. Mm -hmm. So that was a big, that was a big part of what was hard about it. How did you, I'm going to interrupt you because I know that there are people who are this, this like idea of a number on the scale, right? Like you said you were so attached to that number and I was like, that's the number. And and that's a very Weight Watchers thing. It's like, that's your number. You got to stay at that number. Yes. Um, So how did you let go of that? How'd you let go of that number and like the power that it had over you? You know, I think a lot of it had to do with the work that I did in Macros 101 and just realizing self-worth, you know, working on what makes me worthy. What do I, you know, do I have to accomplish a specific thing to become worthy? Do I have to be a specific number on the scale to be worthy? And that, and in, you know, in combination with the fact that I go to a gym where, you know, it's a body positive studio and she's working with people to make sure that you get stronger, not that you get smaller. Um, That, you know, those things really helped. Um, and, And just being able to view it as data. And, yeah. you know, the way my mind works, data is king. <laughs> You're like, I got, I get that. I, I can do so, that. <laughs> so once I could, once I could view it as data and I had this nice little spreadsheet where I could mm-hmm. put everything out there and see what was going on um, and really put on that macro scientist hat, that really, I think is what made the difference. That's so good. Yeah. That's going to be really helpful for people. Cause I, I do find if you find that uh, I, that question, I, I love the question that you asked and I, and I hope people latch onto that question and ask themselves the same question of like, if you do find yourself tied to a number of like, there, what does that number represent to you? And for a lot of women, it is worth. It's like, if I, if I am that number, then I'm worth something. And if I'm not that number, then I'm not worth something. And you got to work through that of separating out those two things because you know, we, we know innately that they aren't the same thing, but a lot of times that get mixed up in our brain and we do equate weight and worth and being able to work through that helps you to separate those things back out um, and makes, makes such a difference. Um, all right, last question. If, uh, if you could share, you could sit down with somebody who maybe is starting a reverse or thinking, maybe they, they haven't started yet because they're scared of it. They're afraid of starting a reverse, but they, they kind of know in the back of their head that, that they should. What would you tell that woman? First, I would tell them to join Macros 101. Awesome. And get coached. <laughs> okay. Through the process. Yeah. Because you're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I would just tell them, you need to commit to the process. Whatever, you know, if you're even, and I feel like this even applies to a cut. Mm-hmm. You have to commit to the process. Yeah. And you have to be willing to do the work that it's going to entail Mm-hmm. to get through that process. Yeah. And if, and if you can't commit to the work, 
then you're probably not going to be super successful long term. Mm -hmm. If you are going to be willing to do the mental work that it takes and and hang on, because it is, it's rough sometimes to hang on and realize that you are going in the right direction, even though you don't necessarily feel like the scale is going in the right direction. Sure, yeah. Um, if you're willing to hang in there and do that work, the payoffs are going to be huge. Yeah, and I think I think it's so helpful to hear from a woman who's been through that and is like on the other side. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you're back where you know Melanie used to be, I, I encourage you to like listen to where she's at today and recognize that her story can be your story too. And I think that's one of the things that I love most about the I Did It series is when we can see it modeled in other people, it's like that community aspect. When we can see it modeled in other people, we can believe it's possible for us. And that's the power of people coming together and sharing their stories and and sharing their experiences. We don't feel alone and we feel like, oh gosh, she's doing it. That makes it possible for me. And that's such a powerful experience to be able to have. Um, So thank you so much for coming and sharing your story, Melanie. This is, um, it's going to help a lot of women who are at that point where they kind of know what they need to do. And it's that resistance that comes up. Um, So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Amber. What a great conversation. Uh, I I think if you're considering a a reverse or you're in that process of making the decision about a reverse, I think that was an excellent episode to listen to, to hear kind of the other side, the, the, what, what life could be like if you trust and go through with this process. And I hope that it's giving you some confidence to think about a reverse. Think about that next stage. I, 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 you know, I mentioned it when we, I was on the call with Melanie, but I just want to reaffirm here that this is the missing piece for most women in why they aren't able to maintain their results long-term. This one piece. And if you've been, you know, successful, quote unquote, successful losing weight in the past, but then you keep regaining it and you keep telling yourself, oh my gosh, the diet works. Like I just need to do it. I just need to do the diet. I want you to to realize that it might not just be that like the diet, yeah, the diet works to help you lose weight, but the diet not might not work to help you maintain that weight loss. And there's a missing key piece. And for most women, that is a reverse diet. So if you're not just someone who wants to lose weight, but you want to lose weight and keep it off, you want to actually have that transformation that lasts long term, you have to understand and go through a reverse diet. And it's, it's, can be a scary process, but it doesn't have to be. And, you know, something we coach our clients through a lot inside of Macros 101. That's where I teach you this process in depth and coach you through it and hold your hand through the process so that as those fears come up, we can actually coach through them and get you to the other side. We open doors to Macros 101 very, very soon on August 29th. If you want to be the first in line when we open doors so that you can get your spot, head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist and put your name and email there. We'll make sure that you know when doors open. It's always a short enrollment period. It's only a four day enrollment period. So if you like every year we have people who are like, I missed it. Don't miss it. There's only four days from August 29th to September 1st is when you can enroll in this round of macros 101. And if you're looking to go through a reverse diet, there's no better place to be. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. 
You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.